throughout all the ages to come, piling up on themselves, one age after another right. age after oh, another age right. after another age. He's going to exhibit the church, the body of Christ. It will be an entity throughout all ages. It will be known. This is the body of Christ. They live during that age of grace. Hi, I'm Jeremy Pearsons. Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory. On today's broadcast, my grandmother, Gloria Copeland, and her guest, Billy Brim, are going to continue teaching us about the glory of God and the glorious church. Now, it's God's plan for the body of Christ to be a glorious church and a witness proof of His goodness. The church is called to walk every day in the glory of God. And through His glory, we can expect revelation, wisdom and power to flow in our lives. So right now, I want you to get your Bible and join Gloria Copeland for today's Bible lesson. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory. You're just in time to hear more about the glorious church. That's what church we are. Glory to God. We're in that church. We are that church. I remember hearing Brother Hagin talk about it. You know, you hear all kinds of things in church and all kinds. And he said, God's not coming after a week. No. Barely get along church, hiding in the dark someplace. This church is going to be glorious yes, when Jesus it. comes for us. Amen. Well, it is in the Word of God. You've got to go by the Word of God. Right. And the Word of God, especially the book of Ephesians, is all about the glory and all about the glorious church. And we're using for our key verse, um, Ephesians 5, 25. Husbands, love your wives. Like Let me get a picture part. here of husbands and wives. Yes, amen. And Isn't husband, that interesting that that was the first thing he said? Yes. Love your <laughs> Why wives. Why would that be? <laughs> Boy, because it's so vital and because a husband and wife are together so much and yes. they have to have love and patience and Absolutely. kindness. You see, Gloria, actually every marriage was supposed to show Christ in the church. Yes, it was. Every one of them. Because that's a relationship of Christ to the church is he's the husband, we're the bride. He's the head, we're the body. Mm-hmm. So that's what he says here. That's right. I Ephesians 5.25, husbands, love your wives. Now notice as we're listening to this how, how he uses the analogy. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved yes. the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish, separated to him. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loves his wife loves himself. No man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourished and cherished it even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh and of his bones, For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery. This is a great mystery. Yes, it is. But I speak concerning Christ and the church. One spirit with each other. This is what he's speaking of. 
Christ and the church. This is a great mystery. Christ and the church. Yes, amen. So uh, I worked for Brother Kenneth Hagin 10 years, and eight of those years the Lord was teaching me about the glorious church. Praise God. And then when he sent me out to preach full-time, and I'd known from the beginning that I was going to go one day, he gave me this. He woke me up at 4.30 one morning, and he said, The church is approaching her finest hour. Praise God. It will fulfill its ministry just as his first body fulfilled its ministry. But it must be preached to as though it would succeed and not as though it would fail. Mm. If you go out and preach this message, yeah, isn't that a good point? If you go out and preach this message, it will have something to do with my being able to change the church from glory to glory. Praise God. The book of Ephesians is all about the glory of God in the church. And so that's what I left with. That's the message I left with, the glory of God. The book of Ephesians is about that. And Ephesians chapter 2 says, Even when we were dead in sins, he has quickened us together with Christ, has raised us up, and made us sit together in the heavenlies in Christ Jesus in order that Praise God. in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. So there are ages coming. Future is measured in ages and ages and ages and ages. And in all the ages to come. Not not decades. No, ages. ages. And in all the decades to come, he's going to show off the church as trophies of his grace. In the ages to come, he will show, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace Mm -hmm. and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. You see, we're in the age where the gospel is of grace. But the door is going to close. This age is going to end. Another age is going to come. But we're going to be shown off through every age throughout all eternity. We are the ones that lived in the time when we had salvation by grace. Now, at at the end of uh, chapter 3, it says, Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages. World without end, amen. All ages. So in all ages, there's going to be this entity that's named the church, the body, hmm. the ecclesia, and its job is give Christ glory. And, and we're, we're to be giving him glory, and he'll receive glory. Every time they look at us, he's going to get glory. Praise God. Now, God sees a way beyond the rapture, a way beyond the millennium. The future is measured in ages. And um, actually, I that's wrote it good, down. That's a good statement. And on... Um, Sunday, December the 3rd, 2006, I was praying upstairs in my house. And you know when you're praying in tongues and then you, you get English words? And I'd pray in tongues and this English would come out, the pilings, the pilings, the pilings. And I, my husband and I, we lived in uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana uh, for three years and worked on big construction projects down there for M.W. Kellogg. And they would, in that sandy soil, they'd have to drive pilings in the earth, yeah. deep, deep, deep. So I thought, am I praying about that somehow? And then suddenly I heard the word weast. And I, I have a Bible downstairs, a weast Bible, which yeah. I hardly ever read. But I went and I read these scriptures out of hmm. Ephesians that we just read about the, um, about the eternal, uh, our job in eternity is to give him glory in the weast tree. throughout all the ages. And so not 10 minutes after I was praying pilings, I was looking in the weast translation, and I'm reading it to you. 
And you being dead with reference to your trespasses and sins, he made alive. This is Ephesians 2, 1 through 10 in the Weast. Because of his great love with which he loved us, and we being dead with respect to our trespasses, made us alive together with the Christ, and raised us with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, in order that, now here you go, he might exhibit for his own glory in the ages that will pile themselves one upon another in continuous succession, the surpassing wealth of his grace in kindness to us in Christ Jesus. So the message God was trying to get over to me is how many ages are coming. Mm, They're going to pile themselves one upon another. Praise God. In continuous succession. Wow. And he's going to exhibit. Ages in continuous. In continuous. They're going to, the, he might exhibit for his own glory. He's going to get the glory. In the ages that will pile themselves one upon another in continuous succession. Mm. The surpassing wealth of his grace in kindness to us in Christ Jesus. So throughout all the ages to come piling up on themselves one age after another Praise age after God. another age after Praise another God. age. He's going to exhibit the church, the body of Christ. It will be an entity throughout all ages. It will be known. This is the body of Christ. They live during that age of grace. Yep. So now man fell and, and God fixed it. Bless the Lord. And, um, Praise the Lord. This is a prophecy that we're going to study a little bit right now. I, I, I gave you that prophecy of Ken's. Yeah, I got it. Okay, you got it. No, you don't got it. It says Kenneth Copeland prophecy. Well, that means we're going to read it here. Ah, you got it. We're just going to read the yellow parts because this thing is long. But uh, praise the Lord. I, I, this is one when he gave it at Southwest Believers. I never have forgotten this prophecy. It just sticks with me. And so I'm just going to read these parts here that okay. are in yellow. Okay. And the Lord talks about he's raising up an end time army that is leading into this. And then he says, I will have a glorious church. And the gates and the authority of hell will not prevail right. against it. Mm-hmm. So he talks about the glory in the church. Now, here he gets down to this. For these are the days of the greatest revelations of all. That's going to be on the next page, Gloria, in the yellow part. These are the days of the greatest revelations of all. In the future, out in the distant ages that you know nothing of, I'll give you a glimpse of what it shall be like. Never again, never in any age, never in the future again, Will there be the likes of you? He's talking about the glorious church. You will walk the streets of the cities of the planets and the stars. I built the universe for you and you'll travel it with me. Think about it. Think about it. We could stop at every sentence and think about it. And all of those that shall be born in the future and all of the years to come, as natural men and natural women populate the stars. You see, there are natural people. There's the sheep nations that are going into the millennium. Mm -hmm. There are the Jews that are going to rule out of Jerusalem. But he's saying that those people, and the the Bible says they're going to be having babies and they're going to populate. And one day earth is going to, the oceans are going to have to shrink that there's so many people on it. 
And he says, and all of those that shall be born in the future and all of the years to come as natural men and natural women, they'll say to one another, there comes one of the kings. There comes one of the special ones. Glorious church. There comes the image of the master. Oh, would that we had lived in that age. They are so special. They get the best of everything. Their Hmm. father keeps them in his bosom. Oh, we have it blessed. And we have it good. But it's because of them. They walk in the glory realm. They walk in the light realm. We have joy. They have ecstasy. Praise God. What a prophecy. What a word. What a word, Gloria. I never forgot it. Oh, my. Never. Who gave it? Ken. Ken gave it. Gave it at Southwest Believers. Hmm. Bless the Lord. I put that. That's right at the first there. Never, never. Will there be any more like you? You fought and stood with me. We have come through this thing together as co-laborers. And you stood and believed when you could not see. Yes. You remember how he told Thomas, it's more blessed. You're seeing Thomas and you believe. But more blessed are those who don't see and they believe. That's That's called faith. That's right. That's faith. I'm going to start at the beginning of this paragraph. Never, never will there be any more like you. You fought and stood with me. We have come through this thing together as co-laborers. And you stood and believed when you could not see. You stood and believed when all the forces of the evil were against you. You stand at midlife at 40, 50, 60 years old and face an enemy that's thousands of years old. And you face him in faith. Yes, that's right. And you face him in power. And you face him without flinching. And you face him without turning. And I will never forget it, saith the Lord, throughout the time that eternity shall roll. You've been pitted against the most evil system that has ever existed in the history of all existence. And where others have failed, you have stood. I'll never forget it as long as eternity rolls. And the down payment on my eternal memory, the down payment on my appreciation, the down payment on what I am to do through the ages is going to be expressed to you in the most powerful healing, the most powerful healing revival that's ever hit the earth. Lord, we believe for that. Mama. That's the glorious church, Gloria. Yes, it is. And it's your hands I'm going to use. And it's your mouth I'm going to use. And it's your feet I'm going to use. It's your money I'm going to use. It's your family I'm going to use. There are many of you that have children on the streets and you don't know where they are, but I'm going to go get them and I'm going to bring them into the kingdom. I'm going to baptize them with my Holy Ghost and I'm going to use them in the greatest healing outpouring in the history of the human race. I created the smith that blows the coals. I created the waster that destroys. I can handle him. Yes. I've handled him before and I'll handle him again. And I'll tell him in your very presence, you, many of you will hear it with your audible ear and see it with your eye as I move in on the scene and tell the devil in your presence, mm, bow, bow your, your Oh, knee. yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Now what a word. Bye. What a word, Glenn. Now we skip to page four. 
You're born of me, the yellow part on page. Well, I didn't number the pages, but right there. Uh, You're born of me. Now here's Ephesians. Listen again. You're bone of my bone. You're flesh of my flesh. You're spirit of my spirit. You're mind of my mind. And I have been made wisdom unto you by almighty God the Father. And so I speak unto you this tonight, and I say unto you that are spiritually wise, be wiser. Mm-hmm. Take the word. Be wiser. Take it desperately. Go deeper into my word. Those of you that have always been a stickler for the word, mm-hmm. become a greater stickler, greater stickler. still. <laughs> Pay close and particular attention to your prayer life. I need you more now than I have ever needed you in my life. Isn't that a word, my Whoa, Gloria. I'm glad you brought that up to me again. Yeah, I'm glad I did too. Now we'll step over here to them. And you will know my grace, my power, my work, my name, my son, my spirit, my ways, my pathway, my earth and my heavens, and you'll know me as the resurrection. Praise God. For all will give to you insights and glimpses of the great resurrection. Mm. And I will show you resurrection power. And the prayer that the apostle prayed for himself is beginning to come to pass in this day and in this hour and in this century. And you will be the ones that will walk in the power of my resurrection. Glory to God. You're going to know resurrection power. You are the generation that will see my resurrection power replace limbs and parts of the human body right in front of your eyes. Yes, Lord. Without even having had to touch them. You're a little behind on this. I plan to already have this and you haven't let me. Mm. But I'm about to do it. As my people will rise up and preach the good news, the gospel, and heal the sick and raise the dead. And I will go with you and I will work with you, confirming your words and your actions with signs and Glory wonders following. To God. What a word, Billy. I'm what a word. You... you better take this down the house and let Ken read it one more time. I will. I'm glad to have that again myself. Now, what it then is... Then he talked about signs and wonders. Yeah, and resurrection power. Now... Here, let's go back to the book of Ephesians, which is the book of the glorious church. So we just got a little time left here. First and second Corinthians. Okay. Galatians and Ephesians. In Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3, verse 4, it says that he chose us before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him. So we're the group that's chosen to be the glorious church and be in front of God the Father all throughout eternity. Now, he told us to pray this prayer in verse 17. I pray it every single day. God of our Lord Jesus Christ, Father of glory. What does it identify him as? Father of glory. So this is going to have something to do with glory. That he may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him that the eyes of your understanding, your heart will be enlightened. So he's, it's a prayer. I pray it every day for myself. It's a prayer that God would give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Something's got to come to me, my revelation. Yeah, amen. 
And, and he prays for three things. And every single one of them have to do with glory. Praise Number God. one is that I would know what is the hope of his calling. What is the hope of his calling? Christ in you, the hope of glory. There are scriptures, and I may read them tomorrow. I don't have time today, which say you're called unto glory. The church is called unto glory. We're everything to do with glory. Number two, what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? He wants you to understand that, what his glory is in the saints. He inherited the saints. We inherited him. He inherited us. And there's a glory deposit in us for him. But number three, what does he want us to understand? He wants us to understand the exceeding greatness of his power, dunamis, to us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. What is that? Resurrection power. And the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 6, 4 or 4, 6, I can't remember which. Christ was raised by the glory of the Father. What did it say in this this, um, word of God that came through Brother Copeland, prophet Brother Copeland? It says that we're going to have an understanding of of, of resurrection power. Yes. And that resurrection power is what's going to raise the dead. It's what's going to... Resurrection We'll put an... A creative... It's going to put a. It's going to put arms on where they are to eye, oh, and legs. Well, so, so this prayer, He's going to give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation on resurrection power. Praise God, Woo. which He wrought in Christ when He raised Him from the dead. I believe it. And God seated Him right at His own right hand, raised Him from the dead, seated Him at His own right hand, far above all principality, power, might, and dominion, every name that is named. And then He gave Him to be head over the church. The glorious church, what which is his body. What scriptures. And it tells us that when he quickened him, he quickened us. So there we are, seated up there with him. Praise God. And that's the glorious church. Awesome. And that's what this book is about. That's awesome. And that's God's will. And that's where we're headed. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Aren't you excited? Yes, I am. I am. Billy's excited. I'm excited. Just, we should feed on that portion oh, of scripture. Oh, just feed on it. Yes, yes. Feed on Ephesians. That's right. We're going to do it. Thank you, Jesus. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.